When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're number one. We're number one. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into the post-game show here. Jay Zawoski and Mario Tirabasi here in our West Loop CHGO studios. Greg Boyson is at the United Center and will be reporting on the game soon. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Zawoski. Mario's at Mario underscore Tirabasi, and we are at CHGO underscore Blackhawks, while Twitter is still a thing. Uh, the Golden Knights win the game 4-1. to one. Uh, Taylor Radish gets the Blackhawks' lone goal, and, you know, 4-1 doesn't look good. Uh, and watching this game, there were so many moments where the three of us at the United Center and then the two of us back here at the studio just said, my God, these guys cannot by a goal fitting for Vegas but yes yeah the chances were there the effort was there as it typically is uh you know they they had good looks a lot of shots were blocked you want to give credit to Vegas for having really good sticks playing their you know playing their spaces really really well uh their gaps and just another result of this team simply not having the talent to compete and with the loss the Blackhawks are now number one in the tank standings, number 32 in the league. Now, they've got some games in hand on the Anaheim Ducks, who beat mm-hmm. the Canadians tonight. But as it stands right now, no team in the NHL has fewer points than the Blackhawks. That's worth cracking one. Crack it open. That delicious Goose Island 3-1-2. Same as their points percentage. Is it really? No. Oh, that would be <laughs> it's fascinating. It's pretty close, though, I think. Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah. that, that's interesting. Uh, we're going to have a poll up in our YouTube uh, page there really quick. So when you see that pop up, make sure you vote on it. We're going to get to it as the game goes on. I think, Mario, there's no better example of the Hawks' uh, snake bit nature in this one than Philip Kurashev, mm-hmm. who played an amazing game. Okay, that's – sorry. He played a very let me back, good let me back game. That up. He played a really good game. <laughs> Uh, hit the post twice. Yeah. Uh, no goals, no assists. No, but no. was probably the best hawk on the ice. No points, <laughs> no registered shots on goal. Um, but yeah, he was, and he consistently over the last two, three weeks, uh, month of the season. While there hasn't been much good for this Blackhawks team, he's been one of the one of the few bright spots. He's consistently one of the most effective players. Uh, night in and night out, even if it's not showing up on the score sheet, he's he's making things happen. He's creating offensive chances. He's, you know, uh, d- defensively, he's been effective. He's he breaks up a lot of uh, a lot of passes through the neutral zone, um, which you'll love to see. And and without Lucas Reichel here, Philip Kershev is really one of the young players that Blackhawks fans have to focus on their development in a meaningful way and 
we've said it an, a number of times on the on this podcast um, throughout the season. He's playing much better this year than he did last year, and I think it's because he's getting consistent opportunities to be impactful. He's not playing, you know, sh- sheltered third line minutes. He's not, uh, you know, he's he's playing on the power play. He's playing in the top six. Um, you know, and he, and he's earned it this season. So and then tonight was another night where, you know, it, it, you 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 were able to see um, why we continue to say when this team is ready to contend again, uh, ready to be a team that's going to fight for a playoff spot. There's a real chance and a likelihood that Philip Kershev is part of that team. All right, the poll is up. It says uh, the Blackhawks are number one in the tank standings. Are they the worst team? In the league. So vote on that poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're, while you're voting, you smash that like button. We would greatly appreciate that. Make sure you're subscribed to the page. And if you're listening to the podcast proper, make sure you are following or subscribed to the podcast as well. Yeah, Kurashev has been really good all year. And I had sort of a tongue-in-cheek hashtag going early on, the hashtag extend Kurashev, which won't <laughs> be difficult because he's arbitration eligible and uh, yeah. And we'll get a very reasonable uh, contract yeah. uh, going forward. So not a, not an issue. But I just I just really like his game. I think the two-way element is coming along for him. And when he starts converting some of these chances, you know, I think that's going to help. Because you see, you see a lot of these guys really frustrated, really squeezing the sticks. Mm-hmm. Another guy who had a terrific game with nothing to show for it is Patrick Kane. Five shots on goal, uh, three more shot attempts. Nothing to show for it. Probably yeah. two or three really good looks that in any other Patrick Kane year ends up in the back of the net. Yeah. He is just absolutely snake bit. Every night we look at the score sheet, he's got five, six, seven shots on goal mm-hmm. with no results. And, yeah, you can say maybe you don't put him out there with Sam Lafferty. Fair, fine. Okay. But he's still getting good looks. He's still getting good chances. He's just not converting. And you'd think at some point – that that would start to turn itself around, but we're, what, 28 games into the year now? 28 games. And it hasn't happened yet. It will. I'm still convinced it's going to. If he ends up having five, six, seven shots on goal a night. You'd got to imagine yeah. that eventually a player like Patrick Kane will be able to break out of a slump like that. But, yeah, he leads the team in shots on, on goal. He's he's out close to or at 100 shots this season. Four goals. Yeah. Like, if you – like That's about 4%. I, I believe so, yeah. I big believe brain. so. My, my big brain, Jay. My, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just a big <laughs> my, head. My math, my <laughs> my math skills can tell me that's four percent. Yeah, that's. If you had told me this season that Patrick King was going to shoot four percent, I would have looked at you and said, "I know it's going to be bad. It's not going to be that bad." Yeah, it's been that bad for him, and it's and it's not for, you know, he's not just shooting pucks from 50 feet out and easy saves like these are these are more often than not really good high quality chances he had at least two tonight where like you said like it's just something about this season where Patrick Kane is just not hitting things in the sweet spot he had a a great one-time opportunity uh that I think he he just caught the just caught on the edge of his blade not like right in the meat of the blade just on the edge of it and uh Thompson was able to make a a relatively routine save on it but it was an opportunity that you know you would expect Patrick Kane to 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 bury those and it's just this season for whatever reason it's 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 not working for him I think maybe Jonathan Taze might have taken a little bit of his secret stuff to start the year I don't know it's it's 
it's got to be frustrating for him. A guy who is so used to success, is so used to converting, mm-hmm. is so used to being the best player on the ice for either team. You know, you'd say... He still usually is. He is right. But, yeah. like, as we talk about the big story of the season, the futures of Kane and Taves, we could say, you know, Kane's going to get frustrated and he's going to want out. But I think the frustration he's probably feeling right now is with himself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'd like better line mates, but <laughs> that's a different story for a different day, and eventually he will. Yeah. But he can't really be mad at anybody because he hasn't really been doing much of anything in terms of production. Yes, shots on goal are, are great. Good looks are great. All those things. But the point production is not there. So knowing Patrick Kane's personality and the way kind of guy he is, he's probably more frustrated with himself than anything. Yeah, if he was putting up 40, 40 points this season and they were in the same position yeah. that they are, then, yeah, I think he would probably – the frustrations would be with where the team is in the standings. But he does he does put a ton of weight on himself to be the best performer, the, the highest producer on the team. So, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. If, if there's any frustrations, it's with himself. And, and look, Tuesday night – uh, you 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 saw why the frustrations would have been there for a guy like Jonathan Taze because you know it's 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 a big night for Alex Ovechkin. Um, it's it's a it's a, a defensively structurally bad game for the team as a whole, and you know he's he's got to answer questions about a guy who just scored a hat trick to get to 800 goals. Um, you know just an just an, an incredible feat, but it happens at at his expense, his yeah. and his team's expense. So you can understand the frustrations from Taze there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd like to see who, if anybody, uh, speaks to the media after this game tonight because they got to hop on a flight and go out to Minnesota for tomorrow's game. Um, but I would love to, you know, I'd, I'd love to know what the mood is of, of the locker room after a game like tonight where, you know, this was a Vegas team that they're without a lot of their firepower. You know, they don't have uh, Shea Theodore. They don't have Alex Petrangelo. Uh, Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel's not playing. Uh, Max Pacioretty is, is not playing. Like, they don't have their, their, their guns going. Right. And it still comes out where this, you know, you still come out to a 4-1 loss. Yeah. So if, if ever there's times where the Blackhawks think that, you know, hey, maybe we have an opportunity to, to jump on a team that, is not at full strength. Even then, this team is not built to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. And you know, to our to our question in in the uh, in the chat, are they the worst team? My answer, and we we can get into it uh, a little bit more later in the show. But my my quick answer is, they have been built to be the worst team in the league. And now, after you know, being o two and one to start the season. They're back in last place, and I think this is where they deservedly should be. Yeah, I agree. We're definitely going to get into that as the show goes on. Lots of really good questions in the chat. Uh, Mike, Mike pointing out to me, Patch Reddy's no longer with Vegas. That's correct. I, I spaced on that. Well, he's still not there. But he's Technically, but, you're correct. Technically, I'm correct, but he's not, on, <laughs> he's not part of the organization. I, I, I forgot that he... Uh, he was traded, but he also is injured for the year. So. Uh, there's a comment back a bit from No Roy's Just Rage, our buddy right there. says, uh, Kane p- isn't putting enough points right now to become the Hawks' all-time leading scorer. 
I feel bad he just can't get it done with this roster. And that's what we sort of speculated was, does he want to go win or does he want to break Stan Makita's records? But at this pace, it's not going to happen because next year's roster, it'll be maybe if he stays, it'll be maybe slightly improved because they just have to spend money. But you're going to be Maybe. without Taves. You're probably going to be without Domi and Athanasiu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That 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 now seems a little less likely mm-hmm. than it did when the season began because we all thought Patrick Kane was going to have his Patrick Kane uh, season like he always does, and he simply hasn't. Right. Um, a couple other things in there uh, in the chat I wanted to get to. Um, there was a comment about from Alan K asking if Taves had a bad game. Uh, until the Hawks were down three and he turned it on. I think what we're seeing from Jonathan Taves is that he just is not the he doesn't he's lost a step clearly. Um, he doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the skill he used to have. Where back in the day when you would see him stick handle one on one with somebody, he would usually win mm-hmm. those matchups. He's not winning those matchups as consistently anymore. Now and again, he'll still do it. Yeah. But it usually now it's sort of ending in a draw or he's losing it flat out. And when those plays fail, they look real bad, mm-hmm. right? Like he's trying to stick in around. Oh, and the, the puck's turned over and it looks like a lack of effort. I don't see him not trying. I just see him not succeeding as much as he's used to or was used to back in the day. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that's not even part of it is, you know, missing the entire 2021 season and physically not being able to be himself anymore but it's also just the you know this guy's played what 16 15 16 seasons in the nhl not to mention how many playoff runs equaling how many other seasons tons of tons of miles on him for a 34 year old so yeah eventually you know it's it's very rare that you're going to see players be able to be at their peak for a very long time especially into their mid and late 30s um so the expectation of what we what we've been used to seeing from Jonathan Taze, it's he's he's not the same player, um, but he has had a, a bounce back here. But yeah, it's just it's it's limited in what he can what he can do now. He's no longer going to be able to go out and score, you know, twenty plus thirty goals. He's not going to be able to put up 50, 60, 70 point seasons and also play twenty plus minutes a night, be on your top power play, your top penalty kill. And win sixty percent of his faceoffs. Like he's still doing some of those things. Yeah, he can't do it all anymore. Well, yeah. Look, just like what we saw with Brent Seabrook, um, yeah. it is a natural decline in your game. Mm. Wayne Gretzky at the end wasn't the Wayne Gretzky that was scoring ninety-two goals. Back, you know what I mean? <laughs> like right, it is yeah. a natural part of aging in sports. And and I think Taves has done a really good job of rediscovering what he has to do to stay effective. He's never going to be 2013, 2015 Jonathan Taves. No. Those days are over. It won't be again. But he also shouldn't be expected to. Alex Ovechkin, if you wa- I think it was easier to see if you were at the game. Yeah. 37 years old. His only objective is to score goals. He will literally. Which isn't. Stand <laughs> new, still. Yeah. But, but uh, he will literally stand still in the offensive zone with his stick horizontal and he'll just watch. Mm-hmm. And if the puck goes out of the zone, all right, he's going to go line change or he's going to go float at the blue line for the puck to come the other way. That is how Ovechkin is surviving at 37 years old in the NHL. And honestly, it is not really fair to compare Ovechkin and Taze because they have played different games their entire career. Yeah. And 
Ovechkin is one of three people in the history of the league to do what he's done. So saying, well, Ovechkin's doing it. Why can't Taves do it? Okay. It's yeah. it's like, well, Gretzky did it. Why can't Brennan Shanahan do it? They're right. both really good <laughs> players with great careers, but you know what I mean? In, it's in completely different It's styles. apples and oranges. Yeah, and, and when the Capitals were in town on Tuesday, uh, Luke Richardson made a comment and said, you know, I, I remember being being on the ice for Alex Ovechkin's first game and, you know, what made him a special player and the, and the fact that, you know, he's like, he's out there, you know, he'll, 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 he can score goals and, and run over you to, to score a goal and stuff, and he still plays that way. And when he said that, I was just like, I, I kind of, you know, in not in, in front of Luke Richardson, I would never do this in front of Luke Richardson, but in the back of my mind, I was just like, eh, is he? Does he still play that way? Like, yeah, he's still big, but I can't remember the last time that Ovechkin was out there steamrolling people yeah. and, yep. and, and flying all over the ice and everything like that. Um, he's, he's out there, like you said, just to score goals, and he has the leeway to play that way. Jonathan Taze doesn't really have the leeway to change his game because the Blackhawks don't have anybody else that can pick up the slack that's left behind from Taze when he can't be the do-it-all number one center. Like, having Max Domi be really good at the face-off dot is great, but he and Taze don't play the same way. Right. And your other centers are Lafferty, Dickinson, Blackwell, Entwistle. Like, none of those guys are going to sniff half of what Jonathan Taze can do on the ice. So, really, I mean, he's he's kind of just pigeonholed into still trying to be what Jonathan Taze of old meant to the Blackhawks while he's at this point of his career where he can't do he can't do it anymore. All right, we got uh, Greg standing by at the United Center. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at Shady Rays. They never understood why sunglasses were so freaking expensive, so they changed it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. They're premium polarized shades. And when I say premium, I had, not, I had seen Greg wearing the Shady Rays. I had not actually held them in my hand. <laughs> when we got our pairs here, I was like, oh, my God, these are legit. These are the nicest sunglasses I've ever had. They feature world-class optical clarity. They're super dur- durable, and whatever style you like, they got it for you. If you like the basic, like the, I don't know if I could say the other brand name, but like the Risky Business style mm. sunglasses that everybody wore in the 80s, and they kind of came back. They've got those. If you're in, like, the Javi Baez, like, rainbow mirror shades, they've got those. <laughs> Ski goggles, whatever you're looking for, they've got it at Shady Rays. And the best part about them, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they will send you a brand-new pair, no questions asked, throw them on the ice, off a cliff, Whip them at somebody in traffic. They will replace them. Don't do that, though. Avoid road rage. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Who would have such an idea? Even with that great of a protection plan, they still manage to make high-quality sunglasses that are just incredible. They've got 200,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And the best part, especially around the holidays, Shady Rays provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date so exclusively for our listeners listen up shady rays is running their deepest deal use code chgo for 50 percent off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com that's buy one get one free you can buy two pairs for as low as 54 dollars redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest 
and best shades. And if you're looking to feel good while you look good, get yourself some AG1 from Athletic Greens. Their AG1 formula is designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. In just one scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start or finish your day right. If you have different dietary restrictions, whether it's gluten-free or dairy-free or keto or vegan or paleo or whatever it is, you can fit AG1 into those diets and be good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you might be. It's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits, and right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's all you need. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's go out to the United Center and bring in our buddy Greg Boyson. What's up, Greg? Hey, boys. How's the um, the Groundhog Day postgame show going tonight? It's fantastic. <laughs> same Great. as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same old, same yes. old as Jonathan Tays. Yes, I will is. say, though, we have a bunch of likes. We've got a bunch of people uh, watching the video now. Yeah, but we it. don't have as many likes as we have viewers. That's not right. Mm. So smash that like button. Let, it, let <laughs> us know you're there, uh, as uh, Reggie Dunlop would say. Bleed yes. all over him. Let him know you're there. Uh, but what do we learn here? Um, five fours on the power play can be bad. Um, yeah, we did learn that. Blackhawks need to play six, 60 minutes. Um, they gotta be more simple. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, Greg, thanks for Sounds joining great. us, man. <laughs> did did he say anything specific about the uh? The five forward power play resulting in a breakaway that led to a goal. He said that play. They would have scored if they would have had a defenseman out there because, like he talked about yesterday, all five guys gravitated to the puck and left Riley Smith wide open. He said, no matter if they, if they would have had a defenseman out there, the puck, uh, it was I think it was Tyler Johnson's pass that kind of got a little deflected. Kane missed it, so he said that play didn't happen because Patrick Kane was back there. It happened because it was the turnover. They were slow to react, and then they all gravitated to William Carlson and the puck, and Riley Smith was left wide open in the zone. He said he would have scored on that play if he had a defenseman out there, and everybody did the same thing anyway. So he wasn't ready to say, yep, that's my bad. That shouldn't have happened. He blamed the guys that were out there because nobody did anything to prevent it. That's relatively fair, but I think if you have a guy who's a little bit more defensively instinctual than Patrick Kane – yeah. Credit credit how he defended the breakaway, yeah. but after it, he didn't do much to try and you know cover the open ice. Uh, maybe someone who's a little bit more defensively minded might think, hey, there's some open ice over there. There's probably a Vegas Golden Knight player streaking down that open ice. I should probably cover it. Um, that could have been a difference, but honestly, it would it have made yeah. that much of a difference? No, not really. And, and he, he said that's been a problem, the watching the puck. He said that was how they scored their third goal. Uh, he, he named Kershev by name, saying like he kind of stood there and was watching. And by the time he realized Kessel was there and the play was going to be made, it was too late. He had two steps on him and there was nothing he could do. 
Uh, and he said he liked the first period because they were moving their feet. But after that, they kind of stopped doing that and they kind of a lot of puck watching. And, uh, you know, Jake McCabe mentioned after the game, we got to talk to Taylor Radish and, and Jake McCabe and Jake McCabe wearing his heart on his sleeve, not a happy camper, um, basically said, hey, I, I mean, if we played in the first two periods like we played in the third period, maybe we win that game. Uh, but, you know, and he said he said this this slump, this losing streak, whatever you want to call it, it's not from a lack of effort. He said guys are playing their asses off out there, but they're, it's it needs to be simple. They need to get the puck to the net and get bodies in front of the net and, and as, as he – to quote him and start hacking and whacking in front of the net. And that's how this is going to happen. They got, and Luke Richardson said that too. He said, guys are looking for the perfect shot and they need to stop doing that. They're taking that extra second to line up a perfect shot and it allows a stick to get in the way. It allows a defender to get in position. It allows the goalie to get in position. He says, just get it and shoot it. Just like Taylor Radish did on his goal. That's what we say every, every freaking show. podcast. And remember when they had the, my favorite thing is when they had the practice a couple weeks ago of the shooting practice, like, hey, go practice shooting. Max Domi wasn't in that practice. <laughs> it took like a maintenance God. day. It's like, yes, and I, it's understandable. It's, it is totally understandable that they, we, we constantly have to remind ourselves and our listeners and viewers that these dudes are human. And the more they struggle and the less luck they have, the less confident they're going to feel. And you can come up with as many unreadable charts as you want on Twitter. You can tell me who's <laughs> worth $1.5 million, whatever you want to do. None of that breaks down the human element, which absolutely matters and is an absolute factor. You can see, look, if Patrick Kane has like a two-goal game tomorrow against Minnesota, just watch. Just watch the goals start pouring in, right? Like yeah. it's just, it, and it goes from top to bottom. All these guys, you can see. And when I say body language, it doesn't mean these guys aren't hustling. But when the play is blown dead, heads down, skating to the bench, frustrated, mm -hmm. upset. Because Greg, you're right, and Jake McCabe is right. They are playing hard, and yeah, sometimes they get mesmerized by the puck, and sometimes they, you know, they're not thinking clearly out there. But all of that has to go to me to the mental side of the game. Mm -hmm. You're not you're you're we talked about it last year with Kirby Doc a lot. When you're thinking on the ice, you are screwed. Mm -hmm. And you've got, you know, uh you've got 12 forwards and six defensemen out there thinking on the ice. And it's and that's what happens when things start to go poorly. Yes, the efforts there. Yes, they play hard. It is simply a matter of talent. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's not just they don't have a lot of goal scorers. It's they, they have guys who, hey, there's an open, uh, my winger's open. Damn it, I put the pass at his feet. Mm. Or, oh, there's a puck coming to the blue line. Damn it, I couldn't keep it in. Those things that seem not insignificant, but less than, less than huge at the moment, as they add up through the course of the game, you lose four to one. Guess what? If three of those passes connect on that wide open winger, Maybe it's 4-4, four, four, mm -hmm. right? Like, it really does matter. The game is is this tight, and the talent between the top and bottom teams, these guys are all professionals, and it's those little things. Think about the Dynasty Hawks. I never saw a team in my life better at keeping the puck in at the blue line. It seems like not a big deal, 
But guess what? Huge if deal. you had a 30-second shift, the puck starts to make its way out, and Nicholas Jalmerson keeps it in, that other team's defense is, is, is backed up, and they're stuck on the ice for another 25 seconds, they're bagged, they're dog-tired. tired, yep. And you're going to score. Like, all these things add up and pile up, and that's where the talent gap comes in. So we can make our graphs and talk to a red in the face, but it's simply a matter of talent. This team is designed to do exactly what it is doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I referenced my senior year high school football team uh, yesterday on the podcast. We had 13 players. Most of those players had gone through our football system for three to four years. Mm-hmm. We could not run what we had been taught two and three years ago offensively because we literally didn't have the capability to run that deep of a playbook. We had to simplify so much because we literally were just so shorthanded and so short on talent that we had to take a, a, a thick playbook and and cut it down to like a, a an like take eighty percent of it out just to, to run simple things. And this is what this Blackhawks team has to get to. They have to get to where they are playing so simple that we talk about they have to have a mistake-free game to have a chance to win. They have to play so simple and take away the opportunity for mistakes so much to try and turn, to try and turn this slump and, and losing streak around. Now, I know there's two sides of it because, hey, they're last. They, are, they have the best odds right now at the first overall pick, and that's the goal of this season. So we don't want them to completely turn it around to become a playoff team. It's not going to happen. But, yeah. but they, need every, they need to be thrown a bone every now and then to get a win. To look, look at you know, a few games ago when they beat the Rangers, how much it meant to just ugh, like get a game where they're actually winning, get out to a lead, hold a lead, like how much that needed to happen for them. And it kind of reset some of the, the, the body language in the locker room, on the ice after, uh, you know, on the ice during games and things like that. It, it was a reset. So this team needs to play so simple. And, and to what McCabe said, uh, I'm gl- like, I'm just glad that there's an NHL player that can, like, <laughs> just say it so bluntly to be just like, we literally have to just throw the puck at, at the net and just swing randomly and hope something happens. Like, yeah. that's as simple as they have to play right now. Start throwing it at the net. That's it. Yep. Hey, uh, Greg, oh, go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, they know they have to play simple. The issue is, so does everybody that plays them, knows that they're not going to get anything special, and they sure. just they can just wait for them to shoot themselves in the foot and, and take advantage of it. That's what we've been seeing a lot. It's also true. Uh, was there any update on Tyler Johnson? Uh, I yeah, believe that was, he missed the third period. That was the biggest news to come out of Luke's uh, – presser Tyler did not play in the third period uh his his ankle it, it was bothering him it was sore um he didn't have an update he said he was still with the trainer when he met with us so um you know he was hopeful but it's not anything too serious it's just some soreness didn't rule him out for tomorrow but I I'd, I'd be shocked if he played um You've got two healthy forwards and Kachuk and, and Reese Johnson you could throw in there, obviously. Yeah. Not the same type of player. <laughs> Going to make your offense struggle even more. But, you know, we, we've, we've been without Tyler Johnson for 20 games already this year. So 
yeah. it just seemed the poor guy just seemed to can't catch a break and 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 stay healthy. But hopefully it's not too serious. But that was the only update we got on Tyler. Yeah, that sucks. Boy, that sucks because he. I mean, not that they're like winning with him back, but he just ma- he makes things so much better for the Hawks to have him be able to play in your top six, play in your power play, offer yeah. another right-handed shot with some offensive um, skill, uh, and he plays his ass off too. That's another mm-hmm. guy who's you know five foot whatever seven, five foot eight, and it's just out there giving everything he's got. I I hope it's uh, and he. I hope it's just a, a minor setback. But and he's a voice in the locker room too. Yeah, that, that that brings something to the team. So it would it would suck if he's unavailable uh, for another period of time here. Yeah, it's real tough. Anything about uh, we haven't gotten to this yet because we've been uh, waxing poetic as we always do. Um, anything on the Tenorti hit? Did uh, did um, Luke have anything to say in terms of that? No, no, there was no discussion of it. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what to discuss. It's a clean hit. Hit a guy in the shoulder. I mean, if Vegas wants to cry about it, too effing bad. That was a clean hit. Boo-hoo. Move on. <laughs> Two of the best hits of the week, Jared Tenorti tonight and Ryan Reeves uh, yesterday. Um, both teams on the ice tomorrow. Minnesota yeah, and maybe, Chicago. Maybe they'll hit each other and the entire arena will implode and we won't have to watch three periods of that game. Uh, yes, big show in Brock Lesnar style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crack the ice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I liked uh, what Tenorti brought. Tonight, physicality, um, trying to get the team to respond yeah. uh, by by being you know being a, a big guy and, and and laying some you know laying some wood on someone. I I every, you know this he was brought in to do exactly that, and he's he's lived up to that to that presence, and every, you know every now and then you need a, a moment like that that can potentially turn things around. Didn't happen tonight, but he's a guy that's come in. He hasn't been. Uh, too much of a liability most nights. No, he's been fine. And he's he's been he's been a physical presence that this team really doesn't have. So, uh, outside of you know Jujar Kara and Reese Johnson, but you know good good to have him there on the, on the back end. And the thing uh, about Tenorti is he lets the, those hits come to him. He doesn't just skate around at looking to destroy somebody. He gets himself in a position, and if a guy is coming, he says, okay, buddy, you're going for a ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw somebody in the chat a little earlier kind of compared him to Zadorov. No, it's not the same. He's as physical like Zadorov, but Zadorov would skate his ass 50 feet out of position to give a hit up at the blue line, where Tenorti just lets the let it come to him. Case yeah. in point, that hit on Cotter. You don't want to see a guy get hurt, but he let him skate right into the hit. And took him down, and it looked like he hurt his shoulder. Cotter had a rough night because he got hidden earlier in the night by McCabe and was, like, grabbing his arm or his hand going to the bench. So, rough night. Even What makes that even worse is his parents were here tonight. So, yeah. it's just not uh, – whoops. But, uh, hey, when J- Jared Tenorti is on the ice, you better be aware because he will, he, will, he will hurt your shoulder. That's not the first shoulder he's hurt this season. <laughs> not the first, not the last shoulder he'll In the uh, uh, second intermission tonight, uh, Troy Murray said – and maybe it was hyperbole, but he said, Jared Tenorti is the one guy here who's doing his job every night. It's hard to argue. Brought, he brought in yeah, to, hard to argue. He brought in to do what he's supposed to do, and we saw that. Was that the waiver claim or was Dickinson? That was the waiver, waiver claim. claim. Yeah, Dickinson he was the waiver was, claim. Uh, the Stillman trade. Yeah, and uh, he's been in the lineup, I think, every night. 
at least yeah, most nights. He, and just if he's been healthy, he's been able to. And the in. game where he got the stitches, fifty to hundred stitches, they say. Here's my question: they lost count. <laughs> how do you not know <laughs> as the stitcher? Well, how many did you stop counting? Well, I guess they I guess. probably stop counting. That. Go Richardson ahead, said that Tenorti was getting mad because he was taking too long to stitch him up. He was yeah. like, come on, dude, I need to get back out there. And the guy's like, I got to do another layer. You had to get layers of stitches. Yeah, yeah, it had to be uh, – <laughs> they had to have – anytime you have the phrase internal stitching, uh, not not great. Not <laughs> not the kind of uh, stitching that you'd, you'd like to have if you have to have any stitching. I, I'm seeing some stuff in the uh, chat about should we bring Tenorti back next year. Sure, maybe it depends who else is here. Next year is gonna, I think, gonna be a year where we start seeing more of these young guys coming up and playing. Yeah. So if you still have Murphy and McCabe, I don't know if you want to take away a spot from an Isaac Phillips or a Vlasic or a Regula. Next year, I think, is gonna be the year that those guys get to play full time NHL. So if a McCabe or a Murphy is moved at at the at the deadline or in the off season, maybe. Um, then sure, bring him back. Um, but I think what he's been able to do this year is going to have a. There will be some competition for Jared Tenorti, I think, this offseason. I think a lot of teams out there. Tenorti, at this, the way he's playing, he might not even be on this team after March 3rd. He could True. get flipped for a fifth or sixth round pick to, mm-hmm. a, to a playoff team that's looking for a guy that's just going to hit somebody in the playoffs. That's, that's, that's attractive I mean, that's... at the deadline. That's how you rebuild, too. Like, yeah, we can talk about trading Kane and Taze all the time, but you pick up a guy on waivers for nothing and you turn him into another to a draft asset, sure, maybe it's a fifth or sixth-round pick, but it's one you didn't have. Yep. It's one that can be one. packaged with a third to become a second. For free. Who knows? It's a free yeah. pick, yeah. So, uh, I really, you know what I noticed about him? And, Greg, you mentioned it with your Zadorov comparison, which was spot on. I, was, I feel like I was the one guy that liked Zadorov because he's kind of a goof. And he liked to crush people. He's and got I, great style. Yeah, yes, he does. Um, but the ability for Tenorti to, like you said, wait for the play to come to him is so spot on. He has a really solid understanding of angles. Mm-hmm. Like, he can kind of read, despite his, like, overall lack of speed and agility, he knows his own speed. He knows where to cut off a forward coming in. knows where the point of impact is going to be without it being a charge. That's, you know, that's the sort of thing, like, you see that a lot in football. They call it, a, like, a pursuit angle, mm-hmm. right? The same thing goes in hockey where Tenorti says, all right, if I'm going to meet this guy at the boards, I need to skate here. He's going to come here, and I'm going to hit him. He's got a really solid understanding of that because you very rarely see Tenorti come up empty on a hit. Sometimes you'll have a guy misread the speed of the forward or whatever and just come up with a face full of boards while the, sk- while the skater yeah. gets past them. You don't see that with Snorty. Granted, it helps that he's 6'6", 230 or whatever, yeah. but he just seems to have a really solid understanding of where he needs to be at that point of impact. And uh, just something to keep an eye on when you watch him play. I mean, look, there's not a ton that really matters this year, but just thought it was kind of an interesting uh, an interesting observation. Yeah, so. yeah he, hasn't, he hasn't been a guy that's been, like I said, he, most nights he's not a detriment defensively. Um, and, and being able to, you know, be that physical presence uh, without, you know, clearly giving up off offensive opportunities to the opponent is uh, it's not a bad thing. All right, shall we get to our four stars of the game? Let's do it. Sounds good to me. Contract says we have to. <laughs> the number one star of the game for the Vegas Golden Knights Riley Smith, two goals, empty netter. Come on. 
uh, on two shots. That's 100% shooting. Good game for him. He's the number one star. Number two star was William Carlson. He had two assists, was a plus two. Wild one goal. shot on goal, three missed shots, and another uh, and delivered a hit of his own. And Jonathan Marchessault, uh, he was the third star, also two assists, one shot on goal, two more attempts. I don't know how Logan Thompson is not a star of the game. Uh, is you know is is snake bit as the Hawks are. He played a huge part in that. He made some huge saves. Yeah, had some help from the posts, of course. Yeah. Uh, but but Logan Thompson uh, played a terrific game for the Golden Knights. And how do you just not and put? That's Phil why Kessel- he's your fourth star. <laughs> yeah, why not put Phil Kessel in there just for funsies? I uh, wish we could. We should go meet him at the Wiener Circle. Oh, he's definitely there. Yeah, for sure. All right, my four star of the game is going to go to Philip Kurashev. Uh, no shots on goal. <laughs> no, no, go, no assists. No points. No plus. No minus. No penalty minutes. Uh, no shot attempts. Um, you know, if you just looked at his stat sheet, you wouldn't think he played. Well, he won one hundred percent of his faceoffs. He was ah, two and zero. Oh, there you go. Uh, but did hit the post twice and was just noticeable. And all ends of the ice, he got uh, final tally was 155 of power play time, 20 seconds of shorthanded time. Just really liked his all-around game. Very, very involved, very, very engaged. Uh, so props to Philip Kershev. He gets my four-star of the night. There you go. All right, I'm going to give my four-star to uh, Taylor Radish for scoring a goal. Way to go, Taylor. <laughs> in the... Uh, in the typical Taylor Radish fashion. Just throw it on the net and hope it goes in. Now, if only 17 other guys will start implementing that philosophy, maybe we'll have a few more goals to talk about. Uh, here's a fun stat on Taylor Radish. He has scored two goals in his last three shots. Shoot the puck more, Taylor. That's hey, my advice. All right, there, I'm done. Yeah, that's good advice. Good advice for Taylor Radish and every Blackhawk. Shoot more. No bad things come from a shot on goal. Yeah. Uh, my fourth star of the night is someone that we have talked about a lot tonight. It is Jaron Tenorti. Uh, for all the reasons that we've said uh, tonight, uh, I'll reiterate one more time. Um, not much of a defensive liability most nights. Physical presence. Um, you know, Even with the, the two-thirds cage, he's still out there. Uh, Flying around and 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 laying some uh, laying some wood, not flying around in a haphazardly way, right? Though. Flying around in a purposeful way, uh, using his using his body well. Uh, so hats off to Jared Tenorti tonight, my fourth star. All right, and with that, before we let Greg go, we're gonna get to our DraftKings King of the Game. King of the Game, and it is our beloved Philip the Thrillip <laughs> Kurashev. Uh, two posts, 100% effort, yes. 17-26 of total uh. ice time. Uh, solid game for Philip Kurashev, so he gets our DraftKings king of the game. Greg, anything to add before we let you go? How do I top that? I mean, uh, no. <laughs> Hawks are probably – I think the Hawks are already on their airplane to Minnesota. They're flying there tonight. Uh, so they can sleep in the hotel, and, and th- at this point, they're probably going to get there. They're going to get to Minnesota before I get home. So good, good, good on them. They probably got Chipotle on the plane. Oh my God, I love Chipotle. Chipotle is my life. All right, Greg, have a good one, man. Drive safe in this, uh, this is rainy, snowy, whatever the shit is. That's crap. I'll yeah, be safe, man. I'll see, I'll see you boys tomorrow night. Black All right, my wild. friend. It's going to be a hockey game. Nice. It it will indeed. That is Greg Boyson live from the United Center. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. Hey, 
do us a favor, smash that like button. We've got over 50 likes. That's like the most we've had in a long time. Like Let's it. try to get right to 65 I like those before likes. the end of the show. Let's I get to like 65 likes. likes before the show ends, and I'll take my shirt off if we don't. An Andrew Shaw, number of likes. You've been warned. If you don't get to 65, <laughs> the shirt's coming off. All right. Uh, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just 5 bucks pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. That's what me and Mario did. Oh, I yeah. won. You won. I won big. Mario won big. I had the very obvious bet of Vegas scores first and has a first-period lead. Boom, I turned $5 into 1125. What did you do? I bet Vegas to score first and win. And uh they did both those things, so check that off the list. There Big winner tonight. So yeah, love those uh same game parlays. They're a lot of fun. You combine multiple bets like who will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout right now. Do it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use that promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Speaking of DraftKings. Yeah. It's Thursday. It is. It's time for the pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. I am going with the pick of the week this week. I don't know the last time I had it, but I think I won it. It's been a while. It's been a long time. But pick of the week, I'm going to go to the world of football. The football, the beautiful game. The beautiful game. The World Cup wraps up on Sunday. A matchup between defending World Cup champion France and Argentina. Uh, The odds here are pretty even. (laughs) <laughs> they are so weird. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess soccer is just kind of weird to bet on, but uh, so I'm so the, so the match result. Now here's the thing to to yeah pay attention to here, pay gang. attention to betting the match result does not necessarily mean the overall winner. There is a separate bet for who will win the game outright, but I'm going with the odds of the match result, which means no extra time. So this is for the game to end in 90 minutes. Uh, the odds are even on both teams. Plus 180 on Argentina, plus 180 on France. If you want to really uh, be wild, you can bet the plus 210 on the game to end in a draw in 90 minutes, therefore then going to extra time. But this is the pick. This is where, where, where you're going to win your money here. The bet is, pick of the week for me, is Argentina to win in 90 minutes. And we're going to pair that with an over two and a half goals. So we're going to have ourselves an exciting final on Sunday. And Argentina will be lifting their second World Cup in national history. I love it. I, I agree or something. <laughs> yes. Uh, people were mad at me for my soccer observation yesterday, which you're I cor- disagree with. You're it's correct. Just an observation. You're correct. Soccer observation. Yes. I don't agree with it. I'm just telling you from 20 years of dealing with sports fans, I know how they think, and I'm correct in what I'm saying. However, I, what I'm saying is I disagree with what they're thinking. Okay. 
I just confuse you big time. Uh, less confusing is the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. It's oh. committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. Mm-hmm. They offer free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial industrial processes. Mm. Within three or four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. That's comed.com slash poweringbiz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative or email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Hey, have you gotten your 81 Legendary Design t-shirt yet from the CHGO Locker? You should. Go do that. They're pretty sweet. They're mm-hmm. shipping out soon. If you ordered one, uh, make sure you go to chgolocker.com, get that Legendary 81 Design and remember, if you are a diehard, you save 20% on all CHGO merch all the damn time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a diehard and you sign up to become one, that shirt's free. You get it for Boom. free. Boom. So sign up. Become a diehard. All CHGO.com. All right, we got and, a super chat. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and if, yeah. you, uh, you, if you are a diehard, you get uh, the ability to read Greg and uh, my yes. uh, myself. Read our work in the rebuild report, which went up this afternoon. Great stuff. Highlighting the uh, prospect system of the Blackhawks. A lot of chatter about the World uh, World Junior Championships, Men's World Junior Championships coming up later this month. And uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs are, uh, are red hot right now. So a lot of good information uh, from Greg and I on the prospect system. All right, here's a super chat from our buddy, the Lebowski Five. Speaking of dumb prospects. question. It's not a dumb question. If you guys were doing the show back in 06, 07, would there have been a similar consensus focus on the tank and the prize of Patrick Kane? Well, here's the thing. Yes. The Blackhawks were not tanking. They were not trying to lose in 06, 07. They were very fortunate in the lottery uh, to to end up with the, the top overall pick uh, to land Patrick Kane. And if I'm... If memory serves me correctly, yes, one of the biggest bloopers in NHL history, uh, Patrick Stefan missing the empty net goal yep. for the Dallas Dallas Stars. Yep. I think it was him missing that empty net goal. The Oilers being able to go back the other way, and Alish Hemsky being able to score to uh, send the game to overtime, allowed the Blackhawks to have better odds in the draft lottery then leading to them winning the number one overall pick and drafting Patrick Kane. Would we have been talking about a tank? I don't think so. No. I think we would have been talking about how disappointing it has been to watch Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith not be good players at yeah. 21 years old. And how big of uh, horrible signings Adriana Coyne and Martin Lapointe. Yes. And I believe, is Matthew Barnaby the same year? Was yes, he? it was those three. Yeah, Barnaby, Lapointe, and Aquin were like the three big free agent signings, and they all sucked butt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they were not trying to tank. It was just another season of Blackhawks incompetence. Brings me back to driving around in my first ever car, a PT Cruiser. Nice. You're the, <laughs> you're the Monopoly guy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. That works. Uh, let's update the poll here uh, on the YouTubes. The Hawks are c- currently lead the tank standings. Do you believe they're the worst team in the NHL? 67% of you say yes. Okay. 33% therefore say no. That's two-thirds. It is two-thirds. Um, oh, we're, we're, I'm nailing a little bit the on the fence tonight. on this one. I, I just, when you look at Anaheim, it's like, look at all these great young players. Yeah. And we all, Greg Greg keeps beating himself up because he picked them to make the playoffs this year. That wasn't <laughs> like, it was a bit of a like, okay, maybe. It was but a, it wasn't like an absurd thought. It was a it was a gamble. It was a gamble pick. Yes. I I, I said the same thing. I thought Anaheim was going to flirt with the playoffs and, and probably get in. Yeah. And with the the talent that they have, they brought in John Klingberg. Um, yeah. They looked like a team that was going that was you know going to take another step. And you you don't have good goaltending, and you have your your up and coming players. Uh, and and the guys you brought in, just everybody underperforming, and they're at where they're at. When you have an underperforming team and bad goaltending, you're going to be bad. That's it's a simple simple recipe. And so I think I don't think Anaheim is the worst team in the league, but they're positioned as one of the worst teams in the league. Um, I think the Blackhawks were constructed by Kyle Davidson on purpose to be in this position because the goal is to have the best odds possible to draft Connor Bedard first overall. Um, and so they're, they're the worst team. And, and you look at it, uh, look at these two teams on paper, they're, they're last or second to last or bottom three, bottom five in every category. But if you put the Blackhawks and the Ducks in a seven game series in a, in the toilet bowl, I think the Ducks win that seven game series. It's hard to argue. I mean, the roster is so much better than they're playing. It's so much. It's just so much better. And I was just looking at it. And it's like, yeah, like top to bottom, maybe not bottom bottom, but for the most part, they've got NHL players that would play on most teams in the league. Yeah, you know, on their roster, and they're just really sucking it up this year. And, and uh, no, Roy just rage says, "I feel the Ducks will pull a winning streak here." It feels that way. They could. I mean, they've certainly got the firepower yeah. to do it. I can't imagine that all their goalies are going to have goals against averages of four or above, which is what they yeah. have now. Well, I, I believe John Gibson uh, had a, a lower body injury, I think either the last game or the game before, well, help. Um, that caused a, a recall for their top goaltending prospect, Lucas Dolstel, uh, to come up. And, and I think there's a lot of optimism uh, in the Ducks organization for Dostal, so uh, he maybe he pulls a Soderbloom and and plays really well and helps that team go back up the standings and put some space between them and the Blackhawks. That'd be beautiful. And with that, let's do it. It is time to update, make it official, the tank standings and simulate the draft lottery as we do. All right, so. The Blackhawks have the fewest amount of points in the NHL. Now, remember, the Hawks have three games in hand on the Ducks. So when you're going to point percentage, the Ducks are still lowest, and that will translate when we do our uh, Tankathon Sim. But points-wise, the Blackhawks with 18 points in 28 games, the Ducks 19 points in 31 games, Columbus 22 and 29, Arizona 22 and 27, and San Jose 25 (laughs) 
and 31. So, so there are your point. If you're sorting by points, there are your tank standings. Now, of all the teams right there on that graphic, yeah. Based on points percentage, the best team is Arizona. Yeah. How about that? Go PHNX. Good for them. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, God, if they get Bedard to play in front of 5,000 people. They won't. How dumb. They won't. All right. So now we're going to do our daily uh, Tankathon draft simulation. Uh, so we go to tankathon.com. Tankathon. Now you can see, because of points percentage uh, or points per game is how they sort it here. The Anaheim Ducks are number one oh, still. So we're gonna to we're it. gonna smash that sim so lottery button I'm and gonna, see what I'm happens. Stop doing Here math. we go. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> so the way it showed up, Yikes. the Philadelphia Flyers, who had a seven point five percent chance at the number one pick, they move up five spots to get the number one pick. Montreal moves up eight spots to get the number two pick. Anaheim picks third. They actually move down two spots, uh, and the Hawks end up fourth, fourth. down two spots. Ugh, Columbus God. and San Jose coming in at five and six. All right, we got to do it again because yeah. that sucked. Let's we're do it again. Leave, we're not leaving on that. No, I don't like it. One more, one more spin. I don't like reset it. Reset the lottery. Yeah, let's 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 reset this bad boy. Come on, Gary. All right, come on. Let's do, let's be better. Fix it for your original yeah, let's six. Do it. Here we go. Brr. Right. Oh. Uh, still not great, but Anaheim gets the first pick. Arizona second. And the oh. Hawks third. Oh, God. It just, the more we do this, the less we've I'm only, like. We've only spun it once, and they've stayed at number two. or <laughs> the, yeah. that Only one time that that's happened. I sat here before the show, and I, I kept hitting it. And like three times in a row, St. Louis got the number one overall pick, and I almost threw my Good computer God. out the window. We, is there another website that <laughs> sims the lottery? I don't know if we can trust this tankathon. <laughs> yeah. It's frustration-a-thon. Um, How many likes do we have? We have 58. Tarps off. 57, 57. <laughs> Cut oh, the yeah. show. I can't Cut the take show. my shirt off because this is a shirt of my former employer. Oh. Next time I'm doing the shirt, the show shirtless, Gamelous. Yeah, smash that like button on the way out. In all seriousness, though, uh, the Hawks are statistically the worst team in hockey. Cheers And to we do these post-game shows, and we still have uh, our loyal fans in here, like yeah. Lebowski, Windy City Hockey, No Roy Just Rage, Chuckle Mucko, in, uh, in, Region Rev, and a bunch of new faces new all the time. In. Love it. Yeah. Everyone is like everyone Alan is, Kay is, is, is relatively in. new and has been super active in yeah. the chat. We appreciate it. And if you're just lurking, jump in the chat. Share your thoughts. We don't make fun of yeah. many people in here. And if you're just a troll, we ignore you. Most of the time. Yeah. So, you know, just feel free to hang out. Everyone here is welcoming. Yeah. Uh, we're it's happy the holidays, to have you. It's the holiday season. It's the time of giving. That's Give right. us your likes. Exactly. And your right. thumbs ups. That's right. All right. Um, so, uh, speaking of holiday season, I think we should we should properly introduce our snowman friend. Oh, here. yeah. Uh, Stan Snowman. Stan Snowman. Yeah, that's our that's our we can say that name. Yeah. Uh, Mario said, what rhymes with Stan? And I said, nothing. <laughs> Not much. So, yeah. Stan I was, I was trying to train to go like schman schmoman, but but yeah, Stan Snowman, he's here for the holiday <laughs> season. What does he? What's it say on his shirt? Let's go Hawks. On his says. body, go Hawks, yeah. go Hawks. And we're gonna smash him with a hammer after the holiday season <laughs> ends. Uh, RJ in the chat says hi. Hey RJ, thanks Hello, for jumping RJ. in. See, don't be shy. We're happy to have you here. Uh, so thanks for hanging out with us. We're back tomorrow night. Hawks at Wild. Puck drop, 7 p.m. Oh, Dan. Dan Snowman. Dan? Eh, but nah, I like Stan Snowman. Stan Snowman. That's fine. There we can we go, go with that one. Thanks for the effort, Dolabowski. Appreciate it. 
Yeah. All right. Thanks to Steven for running the show. Thanks to all of you for being here with us uh, in the post games. We appreciate it tonight and every night. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Zawoski. Mario is at Mario underscore Tirabasi. Greg is at Greg Boyson. And we are at CHGO underscore Blackhawks on Twitter. And we'll let you know where we show up on Mastodon. Or post. Or post. Mastodon's weird, man. I I don't get it. I don't think that's the future. There's like 700 Mastodons and... there It's... It's weird. It's too... Yeah. That's not the future. I don't like it. I don't know. Maybe we'll just all start <laughs> shouting out our windows. So if you didn't see what happened, uh, we'll, we'll do it real quick. Elon... Uh, blocked reporters that were critical of him. Then he put Whoa. a poll up saying, when should I unblock these people? It put like now or in seven days. And people are like, do it now. And he said, I put too many poll options up there. We'll have to do it again. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Such a Ugh. Captain Chudwack over yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, confirm Pudwack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Let's go Anyways. home. It's snowing. It's yeah. very beautiful outside. Is um, it? I, th- I love snow, man. Snow, and snowman, <laughs> and Stan snowman, and Stan snowman. But I, like snow brings me joy, even if I'm in my car. I love it. I like I like the winters. I I do like a good snow. This stuff today, where it was like the snow rain mix. It's stuck at home. We had uh, snow on the grass, snow on the lawn. Get it out of here. I want real snow. I want big, yeah, fluffy Charlie Brown flakes that I can catch on my tongue. Bring me a snowstorm that keeps us home. <laughs> Bring it. Hey, I, we don't get the day off work. We can do no. We still get to do it. Yeah, so but yes, at home, that'd be nice. All right. All right, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Make Thanks my for being own here. Stan Snowman. We appreciate it. How many likes we got? 660. 660. Yeah, you we know, got the Stan Snowman bump up to 60. Nine more likes would be really nice. Just saying. Ah. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.